Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, so now, I'm just thinking for this podcast, we could both do it the whole time mm-hmm. in our best Elizabeth Holmes impression of her voice. What do you think? Oh my God. Okay. Yep. Theranos. It's a mixture of therapy and diagnosis. How is she taken seriously doing that voice? I just Wait, can't believe it. You need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you trick me? I was joking. I didn't know the acting. <laughs> Listen, I come prepared. <laughs> Hello there, welcome to I Only Like You in Movies and occasionally Prestige TV Drama. Hmm. That's what today is because we're talking about The Dropout. I'm going to say it now, Sine. Go on. The best series of the year. Interesting. Big claim, I know, but true. Hmm. <laughs> and to further prove this, I'm going to need $100 billion of your money. For what? To, to further investigate my claims. Um, Don't want to give me anything? I'm probably fine. And how are you smarter than everyone, every military general who got involved in Theranos? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're not a blonde woman, perhaps. Mm, mm, okay. All right. We started early there. <laughs> By the way, this is I Like Your Movies. It's Sine. How are you doing, Sine? Hey, good, good thanks. All right. Yeah. All right, sweet. Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos is one of our great interests, isn't it? It is. I'm just going to say right here, if you are not aware of her, pause this podcast, go listen Mm. to a podcast I will link in the show notes called The Dropout, Mm -hmm. listen to that first, then come back. Perhaps watch the documentary as well? Yeah. Maybe watch, maybe, I've got, hang on, four-part assignment. Okay. Listen to the dropout podcast, <laughs> watch the documentary, mm-hmm. read Bad Blood, mm-hmm. watch the miniseries, yeah. come back, listen to Do us. Do your own research, write a thousand word essay <laughs> on, on why Elizabeth it's Holmes. dumb to use a single drop of blood for all these mm. tests. Mm. Okay. Listen, great premise. Sounds like a great idea. Doesn't sort of work. Thing. Well, you'd be into it, wouldn't you? Because you're not a huge fan of needles. But yeah. then it actually needed to work is the is the kind it of the key is, part. It's sort of the key bit that they uh, didn't do there. I would argue, yes. Mm. Okay, just very quickly, mm-hmm. in a couple sentences today, can you explain this? Can I explain Elizabeth Home in two sentences? Yeah. Can you um, try? She founded a company called Theranos whose goal was to be able to do all these medical tests based on one drop of blood from a prick of your finger. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's not possible. Technology isn't there. Um, basically, she defrauded all of the investors, gave fake cancer diagnoses to people, um, mm-hmm. allegedly, wink, wink, she led to the death of one of her employees. Mm. Real bad person. 
real bad. Yeah, and, and there, this show there, is a dramatization of that, essentially. Yeah, so it's based off the, the podcast you mentioned, but also on her life. Mm-hmm. People are saying like it's a docudrama. Not really, is it? It's, it's more of a... I think it's very factually... It? No, very factually based, though, from all accounts. Um, all that stuff that we've mentioned is fascinating. You know, the fact that someone could defraud their way to that much money mm-hmm. and that they would perhaps, they could go into healthcare but treat it like a tech startup. You know, that doesn't seem right, does it? It's really terrifying. Yeah, it is, it's totally terrifying. It makes you question everything about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want it, the, the show to sound boring, though, because it's really interesting. It's a fascinating portrayal of her as a character, but also it's quite funny. There are, like, some musical moments, not, like, singing and dancing, but, like, kind of... Fun moments where the characters are, are not musical in traditional sense. You don't get that, don't you? You don't get that. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? She likes music. She dances to music and there's like music is used well, but it's not like it's La La Land where they actually get up no. and sing and dance about the story events I'm getting at. It, it, it's a really interesting um, show and portrayal of her as a character I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It might sound like, oh, if you defraud the people, whatever, that doesn't sound interesting. No, it is interesting. Um, the creator of the show it's obviously based off that podcast mentioned but it's from the elizabeth merriweather who did new girl so that can kind of give you an indication of perhaps a bit of the tone but it is a bit more serious than new girl as well because it's like a sitcom so i don't know i'd keep that in mind if you're going into this not know much about her after you've done you know the essay and whatever um it's a really enjoyable watch as well yeah i i wasn't as taken with it as you were and mm. i think that's because I've been on a fraud miniseries kick at the moment. Like I watched Inventing Anna, um, Puppet Master, Tinder Swindler, Need to Watch, Bad Vegan. Um, we Crash you're watching as well? I'm watching We Crash, yeah. And they're all sort of, they're not blurring together, but they're all quite similar in the way that they're structured. Obviously Inventing Anna has Shonda Rhimes' take on it, which is very Shonda mm-hmm. Rhimes. I think this is the best one I've seen, but it's not over and above all these other ones by very much, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like, I watched this one and it was great. Mm. I don't have to watch the other ones because yeah. I've sort of got my fix. So I can feel that if you're coming into it, this is your third or fourth one you've watched in a little bit. Mm. bit. bit much, maybe? I think the thing that sets this series apart is Amanda Seyfried's performance, right? Which we yeah, have let's to let's talk get into about. It. So confusing because... Jennifer Lawrence is playing Elizabeth in a different in a film soon that's coming out. Why bother? It's been done. Yeah. It's been done perfectly. Did she nail it for you? Elizabeth, I mean Amanda, yes. Yeah. 100%. I've never been huge on her, right, as a an actor. I've always liked her and like thought she's fine, but I've never gone up and, you know, sung her praises or anything. But this one, for sure, she's amazing. And yeah. I guess aided by the fact that she's playing a really interesting character, that, that obviously helps, doesn't it? Yeah. But I just thought she gave so much depth. She played the character over like a 15-year period or thereabouts and was believable every single moment. Yeah. Are you, you going to agree? I don't know. I just – do you think that it turned into sort of a checklist of sorts? It's like, oh, if she's doing the voice now, yeah. Oh, she's got the black turtlenecks. Yep. 
oh, there's the green juice that we know about. There's the smeared lipstick. Like, I mean, it... you got a load, haven't you? I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Never mind. No, I know what you mean, though. But for me, that that works because it wasn't just... It wasn't like, you know, in Solo where they have to give him the, the shirt and give him the, the name and give him the, the gun or whatever to, like, make the character as a prequel. Because this happened in real life where she acquired these things to build her own persona. Mm. So I feel like we are with her as she's discovering yeah, the voice enough. she's going to use. And then when she realizes she wants to be more like Steve Jobs, so she'll actually start dressing like him. Mm. And then she starts drinking these these green stuff. Like, I think everything she did was so choreographed and planned out. So I didn't mind that the show showed that. I think that was fine. Mm. Interesting. Here's the thing, though. What if she'd been played by Kate McKinnon as initially? No, I just, no. Right? I don't particularly like Kate McKinnon. I've never liked anything she's been in. No. it's. I think Amanda's got, you know, a lot of accolades and, and yeah. um, praise for playing Elizabeth the way that she did. There's a really interesting article I'll link in the show notes saying that, and it's kind of a, a difficult criticism to make, almost an unfair criticism to make, because her eyes are too sensitive, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Because you look at pictures of Elizabeth, she has these really cold, dead eyes, these massive blue eyes that just have nothing behind them. Mm. And it's terrifying. But something interesting in the article is the whole talking about the whole point about being an actor is to let the audience in through your eyes and your expressions and stuff. And Amanda does that. I think it works because... She's engaging us in the in the show, but I think we all have to realise no one else can play Elizabeth the way that unless her, except for her, because mm. she's a psychopath, like a clinical psychopath who has no feeling or remorse or sense of regular human emotions. Yeah, which they actually touch upon in the show, don't they? Yeah. Does she mention at one stage I don't feel things like other people do? Or Yeah, I think so. And then there's yeah. that beautiful scene where she's at the Apple store getting her phone fixed and the girl's crying mm. at her and then she repeats that to someone else because she saw it and, like, absorbed that mm-hmm. information. Um, it's interesting. I'm listening to Bad Blood at the moment as an audiobook, and apparently so she's a very competitive person, Elizabeth Holmes, and there was one time they were playing Monopoly and she lost spectacularly. And so she just ran out the front door through the screen because she was so mad. She's so weird. Why does she do things like that? <laughs> That's so bizarre. And it's it's almost like a only in America sort of story and also only with this sort of life that she lived with yeah. her family who had the connections and you know, the fact that she even got to college in the first place. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is... There are probably a lot of other people out there who are just as weird and given the circumstances might have done similar mm. things, but well maybe not, but if she was the way she is, but without access to the power and privilege that she was born into, she wouldn't have been able to do any of this. She might have done any harm. Yeah, well that's the thing, isn't it? Like a lot of it is like how could she have done this? How could she have stolen money from people or whatever? But for me the real thing is the people who are the patients, you know, the yeah. actual medical wives. Well, that's the thing, like the, they actually, yeah, <laughs> hurt real people. It's not just these rich people who were defrauded and lost a bunch of money. Mm. It is satisfying to hear that Rupert Murdoch, you know, sold his share for a dollar or whatever. Um, yeah. 
Isn't it funny though? I loved all that the way they constructed in this um, series and in real life, I suppose as well. It was all a house of cards thing. It was just like mm-hmm. she got one person on board, and, and that person's credibility yep. was was taken off to the next person, the next person. So when you're like the tenth person along, you're like, oh, okay. Well, if all these guys are into it, it must be all right. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just so. I don't want to say lucky, but I don't know. I guess I guess lucky is the right term that she got one of those big breaks at the beginning because it all sort of snowballed from there. Do you think she was deliberately doing this? How much do you think she was an active participant or yeah, how much was she just was she just catching up and trying to keep ahead of everything? This is just the big question, right? Because she's currently mm. waiting trial to go to prison. Um, mm. It's whether she knew or not, whether she knew that what she was doing was wrong or whether she just told one white lie and then it snowballed and then she had no choice but to go along with it. Yeah, what's that? You know... That great advice everyone gets is fake it till you make it. Maybe <laughs> but, don't. Well, that that sort of presupposes that you have something actually to um underneath it all, and that you will eventually get mm. over your anxieties and you'll become a a regular um, participant in life. But you might be a bit scared at first. But when you're actually continuing to lie, when you're faking it is all you've got. It doesn't work out well, does it? There's stories, I guess, like from the kid who's at the party who saw her facade drop for a second and she threatened him. You know, little stories like that make you think, well, she has to have known what she was doing, though, because she's mm. so protective and they can see her fake persona dropping. Um, yeah, I guess anyone who questioned it got fired or... Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. But so. was that born out of out of a place of being afraid that it would all come mm. crumbling down or was it born out of out of a protective thing of you're not going to take me down you know well it's 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 hard to know where that the genuine um idea of like we just need one more month and we've got it all sorted you know yeah and then it'll all be okay even we had a few white lies to get us out here but you know everyone has to sort of get by mm. versus all right well it's working the lies are working let's keep it up as long as we can yeah Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What you, what you thought about ethically making a show like this when she's still awaiting sentencing? It's a good question. And it's a question normally level that sort of true crime shows, mm. but I guess it is in a way, isn't it? So, for, But more about like victims of crime, whether we should make art and make money off people who've been killed and mm. it's, let's be obsessed about the serial killers. Maybe we should think about the victims who actually were real people too. 
Mm. Well, I was thinking about inventing Anna. Mm. Netflix paid Anna Sororican money to be able to make the show about herself. Mm, come off it. Yeah, which is a bit, <laughs> I feel uneasy about that. She didn't make any money off this, but I'm wondering if, A, is it interfering in a current court case, but B, mm. is it glorifying her a little bit? Is it, I think the answer to that is no, because they portray her in a light that's quite bad, I think, in the end. But there is that weird thing that she's a real person. She's out there free having a life right now. Mm -hmm. Like she could be listening to this podcast. She wouldn't because she doesn't know who we are. Thank God. But (laughs) Well, it makes you wonder. It's like, again, it's that sort of American style of looking at the world as like, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Like, Mm. at least talking about me. At least I'm not forgotten about. Yeah. And I've always got room for a second act. Like, it's not necessarily rise and fall. It can also be rise again. That's what they're, yeah, the worst thing would be to not be talked about, to not have a TV show made about me. Mm. Yeah. I, but that then, then I also, at a certain point, when you're out there make publicizing yourself and trying to get on the cover of time and all that, and also making all these claims and it turned out to be wrong, and, like, you sort of open yourself up to people telling your story, like, you made yourself part of the story. Like, not like just a random person one day, someone makes a film about them. That, that's a bit different, I think, mm. out of nowhere. But I don't know. Um, could we talk for a second about um, Stephen Fry as Ian Gibbons? Oh, please. This is a very tragic story, wasn't it? Yeah. Did And now, did you recall all that? Like, we obviously listened to the podcast and knew all this a couple of years ago, but all no, the plot points. I had forgotten some of the things that, yeah. that happened. Um, I, I didn't... Sounds awful. I didn't remember that he died. Um, I remember that he would passed away, but I I forgotten that it was a deliberate act, and I'd forgotten the circumstances about the trial that he was about to testify at. Um, heartbreaking, wasn't it? Just yeah, like perfect casting. Can I just say, yeah, like yeah. just absolutely brilliant casting. I know, and I haven't seen Stephen Fry for a while, and we were kind of commenting. It's like it's interesting that Stephen Fry came over to be a supporting character and like after mm. you know his presence and his prestige especially mm. in the uk um but wonderful but that's similar with the rest of the cast like you have kate burton who's playing his wife who is mm-hmm. phenomenal i love her so much she played ellen's uh sorry meredith's mother on Grey's anatomy yeah william h macy is here and his um, forehead <laughs> yeah laurie metcalf She's absolutely perfect, isn't she, Laurie Metcalf? Oh, she's wonderful. And so she's playing probably one of my favourite characters in the whole show. She's playing the female professor who tried to sort of usher mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes the right way and didn't work out, did it? No. She's a sort of a gruff, no-nonsense professor who had to do it all the hard way and Elizabeth goes to her for help. But then I think she does help her. But she basically tells her to, you know, get real. Yeah. But... As we said, all these things that were in mm. Elizabeth's favour made her go on to be successful. And there's that perfect ending to episode, I'm not sure what episode, maybe number six, where she just says, one thing you know about Elizabeth Holmes, she's always has been a fraud. Yeah. And I, I've worked with people like that who are just no nonsense, don't not going to take anyone's shit. Mm. And it was just nice that there was someone on the show that could see through her. Yeah. Because we had so much of her, you know, getting money out of people for out of nothing. Mm. So that was, I loved her character. She's always great, Laurie Metcalf, yeah. let's face it. 
And Michael Gill played her dad. Sam Waterston is in this. Like, I think mm. a lot can be said for a show when you have people this prestigious, <laughs> um, mm. of this notoriety, being supporting actors, just little yes. recurring roles in a show like this. Totally. Um, because it's just really captured the cultural conversation, really, hasn't it? Like, mm. you're hard-pressed to go around these days without someone hearing about Elizabeth Holmes. Something that I, I wish the show had done is I wanted a bit more depth. However, I'm wondering if that's impossible to do given who she is as a person. Like, I, I wanted to see yeah. more of the psychology behind making the decisions that she did. But I don't know if that's possible because I don't know if there is any. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's Like I think the voice thing is literally she wrote a thing saying people with deep voices would do that and so she did it. Whereas I'm like, but why? Because <laughs> you sound like an idiot. Well, it's very interesting. All the things she did was like, well, Steve got jobs and Bill Gates dropped out of college. I'll do that as well because yeah. ticking that box and dressing like them and, and doing the tech startup sort of approach to all these things. Yeah. It's like... Well, no, Steve Jobs, you know, for better or worse, was successful because he was Steve Jobs. He was unique. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be anyone else. Mm. And the same with everyone else who's been successful in that sort of world. Obviously, you can take advice and, and take inspiration from them. But it's almost like she just thought, here's the, a list of 10 things I have to do. I'll do them. And it all felt Yeah, like a checklist not- almost. And she thought yeah. that that's how you create a billionaire. And it's like, well, but is it? Well, again, maybe that stuff's true if you invented Facebook or Apple phones or whatever, but when you've got nothing, you've got no product at all, mm. those things can't help at all, can they? Another thing I thought maybe it could have been a bit more of in the show in terms of the psychology was about um, the characters of um, Erica Chung and mm. Tyler Schultz, mm-hmm. who are really the heroes of the piece. Yeah. And they have a, a great lot of um, in-depth investigation in the podcast and in the documentary that we watched um Mm -hmm. i kind of felt maybe that was a little bit rushed in the show their sort of storyline but then again like obviously we've got to spend lots of episodes setting up the history and her as a character and then Mm -hmm. they sort of come in in the end to spoil it so i'm not sure how much more there was to show of their characters in their their storyline but I don't know. I just I just love them as as people. The way they were, you know, the two bravest people yeah. to to sort of blow the whistle here were the two youngest and the two who had most to lose, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible that what they did and they were so instrumental in getting it all to stop, which was yeah, impressive. I was going to say quickly that it's almost this new era of Trump esque lies, right? Where you mm. you say a lie in the moment. And people correct you later on, but it almost doesn't matter that they've corrected you later on because you've already told the lie that needed to be told. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the voice, I know I keep coming back to it, but it's just so bizarre. She'd put the voice on and someone would be like, what are you doing? It sounds weird. And she'd be like, this is how I've always spoken. Mm. And then just keep doing it. Like there's, there's a lack of social awareness there. There's a lack of understanding how she's coming across. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether she has a neurological condition that mm. means that she's, I don't know, doesn't understand that sort of stuff mm-hmm. or whether she's just too far into her plan and ticking things mm. off. Like what's with the hair? What's with the makeup? Like why is it all smeared? 
I still don't understand that. Like, I still don't quite. It's hard to know how how intentional it all is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, does she just not know how to apply makeup? Because you, does she know that objectively looks bad? Is that intentional? Is it a Boris Johnson thing where mm. she wants to be seen as a bumbling fool? Well, no, because she wants to be seen as capable and powerful, right? Yeah, so is she doing her best and this is what we're getting or is it yeah. all intentional? It's hard to know how much to look into it because you're right. I'm not sure there is much depth there, but maybe there is. But there's, that's sort of the bit that I, I didn't. I didn't feel very satisfied when this ended because I was mm. like, I still don't know. I still don't understand. <laughs> like, I still have so many questions mm. about what actually happened. One thing I will say about the show, though, we've gone about about how an interesting portrait, to put it lightly, mm. about this person. Mm. They didn't shy away about some of the difficulties she has had in, in her life, like her and Sonny, you know. Yeah. Was he preying upon her? Was he sort of... Mm. Obviously, not the best relationship to be in. It's hard to say how much of a willing participant she was in some of the schemes and some of the. At the very least, he was he was old enough to know better than she did when they first started dating. Let's put it that way. Yes. And then, as it as it went on, they became codependent, didn't they? In the yeah in the storyline, and also being raised in the family that she appears to have been raised in, as portrayed in the show, that's going to mess you up a bit too, isn't it? So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like if you or I had gone down this sort of same path, we would have been stopped way earlier because we didn't want to have access to the means that she did. Bizarre. Maybe that's it, so we'll, we'll never know. It's unknowable, perhaps. Well, that's not good enough. <laughs> I need thing to is, know. Everyone who was genuine or had a, you know, who, went, who didn't look at this as a money-making venture... Mm. They, they they saw through her. But yeah. everyone else was just... It's the greed and avarice came into it, didn't it? I think as well, like... I don't know if this show would have made much sense if it had been the first thing I'd heard about Elizabeth Holmes. Hmm, potentially. I felt like it was hinting at a lot of stuff and we knew... Like the dog, for example. Like she just yeah. has the dog, right? There's no explanation. Sure. In reality, she has a husky who she thinks is part wolf. <laughs> and she just tells everyone that she has a wolf for a dog. I say. It's not true. This is blatantly <laughs> not true, right? But we knew that because we know that inform- piece of information, but mm. the show didn't go into depth on it. And maybe that's why mm. I felt like some of the stuff was a bit like, oh, we've got this tick, we've got this tick, because mm. I knew the deeper meaning that it was referring to, but maybe the show didn't engage with it. I'm not no, sure. People I know who've watched it who don't know much about the, the backstory loved it as well, but oh, okay. I think that's a fair enough point, fair enough to think about. Mm. The other thing I think would probably, one thing we should mention a bit more is like just the, the pride that becomes involved here. Like I think at a certain point, even if, if she was able to look herself in the mirror and say, I know it's not working, it was the pride that stopped her from admitting that to other people. It's probably what stopped all the investors. Mm. No one no one would be the first guy who says, hey, have we been duped here? Because that would be opening us up to um, criticism, wouldn't it? So I think... That is just a been a central part of the story as well. It's just like, have a think about what you're doing, guys, and mm. don't be afraid to be the person who does say, hey, what's going on here? But I guess they, people tried to, and then they were like, the lawyers <laughs> jumped on them. So yeah. Hard to know, hey? Mm. Okay, star rating time, Zanae. Um, and please give me a, a, a complete rundown of each star. 
I think I'll give it four. It was really well done. Her performance was by far the best thing about it. Um, just wanted a little bit more. A bit more, okay. What are you going to give it? Five stars, of course. Of course. <laughs> to show that you vaguely like, of course, five stars. Why not? I still have the best show of the year straight up, so come on. That's true. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. And, yeah, obviously, um, I mean, to say Fred is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but I'm a, I'm a stan for Amanda now. I wasn't before, but I am now. Well, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so please get around the dropout. It's on Disney Plus down here in Australia. I think Hulu overseas. So now, is it true we've got podcasts of every show and movie in the last five or six years? No, that's not true. Got a fair few, haven't we? Got a fair few, sorry. I just got caught up in a massive yawn. Wow. That's how much you think of this podcast. <laughs> Interesting. Now it's been good. We had a lot of Oscar stuff um, at the start of the year, but now we've moved into more of the um, other stuff of the year. But not Oscar season, if you will. Hmm. So get amongst that. Um, follow us on Twitter. And you know what? We'll see you next time with another podcast on I Unlike You and Movies. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> 